Welcome to Strange Tales from Outer Space. That was really like sing-song jazzy. I like that. Yeah, it, it was very jazzy. That's where I was going. I was like, what is happening right now? I figured we classied up a little bit around here. Eh, as classy as we can get. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, you heard us right. Welcome back for another week of Strange Tales from Outer Space. We are... The terror trio in light of the holiday season. <laughs> Is that like an evil Krusty the Clown? I, have no I, idea. I love that you have to <laughs> when you when you do that evil laugh. Like you like yeah, just like your teeth just ejected out of your mouth when you. Hey kids! <laughs> I'm gonna kill your souls. <laughs> I'm gonna kill your what? souls. Wow. Yeah. We, okay. Let's, yeah. <laughs> hey, you Halloween know what? time. Give me a break. All yeah, right. Hey, I mean, we, have, <laughs> we have to have Halloween somewhere here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. You guys are still mad about that? Always. Yes. Any year Halloween <laughs> is canceled is the year they can always, you know what? I, I'll be nice and say I don't like that. <laughs> I'm glad you've uh, you've taken a mature professional approach to this finally. Yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yes, professional. You're a child. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I have with me every week uh, the lovely and talented Krug. Hi, I'm Krug. I'm lovely and I'm talented. And the sensual and sexual indigo? Absolutely not. Yep, yep. Do you know what I'm doing? He's proving it right here. If you you were watching this, you'd be like, oh. Oh. Oh, God, no. Oh, God. I, I have to I have to uh, make a joke. The other day, uh, Krug was in the backseat of my car, and he was on the phone. And, was he in the trunk? Uh, no, no, no. He was just in the he was just in the backseat, and uh, we went to, we were going to lunch, and he was on the phone because he was dealing with car stuff. And uh, so he's sitting in the back seat, and I walk up to the side of my car, and I start unbuttoning my shirt, and I get about halfway down. <laughs> I remember this. And, open my open my shirt he doesn't realize what's going on and then he looks over and you just he's just oh god <laughs> it was just disgusting it was like this bulbous white disgusting <laughs> piece of skin with this pink little oh, god. oh man my, my other friends would would I not just put their stomach or something on a car window they would do far 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 worse my my poor old car it 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 needed like counseling like where did it touch you right here on the manifold (laughs) 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 i hear in the bumper that touch your bumper anyway indigo how was your week uh my week was actually really fun so um I had a lot of stuff both in-game and out-of-game that I got to do this week, which was really fun. Uh, Doc and I uh, went into PTR and explored around there and was super fun and super, like, oh, my God. Like, it, it's weird. Like, it felt – and you don't know. I'm not even going to describe it because we're going to talk about it later. Uh, but I I loved it. I had a good old time. And then um, on Saturday – I went ahead and did my third Tough Mudder, uh, where I uh, shaved my head into a mohawk and uh, ran 11 miles and 20 obstacles. It was a lot of fun. Nice. Did they keep your time for that, or is it just one of those things where you cross the finish line and you're good to go? So uh, you keep your own time. There's only one batch that actually gets your time counted, and it's the first uh, run of the first day. Um, 
and the reason for that is is it puts you into um, running for the world's toughest mudder, or you can actually pay to go to it if you want to. I think it's like four hundred fifty bucks. But like basically, the top like two percent of the people that do tough mudder get invited to the world's toughest mudder where you can actually it's it's a continuous course it's one course but you it's 48 hours and you just keep doing it over and over and over and over and over again and at the end of the 48 hours if you have the most number of times (laughs) if you have the most number of times through it you actually win the grand prize which is you're the literal last man standing (laughs) wait what's the grand prize you left us on cliffhanger there uh, you know, I don't know what the cash prize is, but oh, I can dude. definitely, yeah, I can definitely look it up for you though. Um, it was, but yeah, it's a lot of fun and it's, I'm on my, I'm, my, I'm on my goal to hit 10 because each time you do it, you get, um, a new headband color. And so I'm, I'm going for my black headband, which is number 10. Krug was actually supposed to join me, but he decided instead <laughs> to uh, just donate all of his money. It did. So basically what happened was I signed up, and then I didn't complete the sign-up process, but I had already paid. So I donated my what, – what charity was it that I donated my money to? Wounded Warriors. Wounded Warriors. So nice. um, I actually donated money to a good cause, and I did that by being the opposite of a warrior and by wimping out instead. Uh, so it was good times. <laughs> so I, I have the I have the prize right here for uh, 2014. First place is ten thousand dollars for wow. the first place male and the first place female. So if you're a woman and, and and a man, you know you're not directly competing with each other. You actually have your own separate. You just have to be the fast, the the strongest woman or the strongest man. Uh, second place is four thousand, both for the male and female. Third place is three thousand. Fourth place is two thousand. Fifth place is one thousand. And then they also have teams. Uh, the first place team gets twelve thousand. Second place team gets six thousand. And third place team gets two thousand. And all you have to do is torture yourself for forty-eight hours. So, here's a question: Since men and women compete separately, are the women prizes thirty percent less than the male prizes? I'm leaving this <laughs> silence here to teach you a lesson. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Moving on. <laughs> well, on that, that, that was my week. I, I, yeah. <laughs> and how was your week, Krug? Was it 30% less than Indigo's? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if that wasn't sexist in itself, that would have been funny. <laughs> yep. That's um, true. But I got a laugh out of it. STOS disclaimer, I'm not actually a sexist. Oh, no. Um, we, none of us are. Well, uh, my week was... Very fun. Uh, I took a vacation, actually, from work this week. Uh, So I was gone on Thursday and Friday. Uh, I went to visit old friends, and it was very fun and very satisfying, and it was exactly what I needed to replenish my energy. Uh, (laughs) Yep. Uh, And, yeah, I had a lot of fun on my vacation. It was good. It was good times. Wait, wait, replenish your energy? What the hell does that mean? Did you like sit out on like a dock of a bay or something and just (laughs) zen out for a little while? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you could say that, I guess, if you wanted to. I don't know. I mean, you'd you'd be wrong, but you could totally say that. So it was just a lady friend you went to go see? I didn't say that. Oh, so it wasn't a lady friend. I don't know where you're getting this information from. So it was, it was, it was a, it was a friend, friend, friend of, of the male persuasion. I didn't say that either. It could have been a cat that I've known for a long time. Wow, that just got creepy. 
Oh, but I, okay. <laughs> well, you can't read too far into what I just said. That was just a. So you recharge your batteries. Yes. You can't. You came back refreshed and renewed, and so did the other person. Ready to wow. <laughs> <laughs> We'll wow. leave it. We'll leave it there. Yes, we'll leave it there. Super, leave it there. Stop fapping. That was golf. That wasn't clap. me. That was Krug. No, that was. <laughs> Shit, I hate you so much. It's golf clap. Both of us were clapping. That was golf Nobody's... clapping. It was a congratulations. Yeah, for having a great week? weekend. <laughs> well, I was supposed to do extra life this weekend, and we all know my lovely computer status. So I donated since I couldn't actually oh. give my time. That's good of you, though. So I figured, you know, if, if I can't actually get something going, then I will make sure that people can have money to donate. So I did that. Uh, we did PTR uh, with Indigo, and I was like, I'm going to go record this and make actual videos and content. And I totally didn't realize that my OBS had defaulted back to my microphone. So I went to go back and listen to all of the video, and all I hear is Indigo's voice laughing at whatever jokes I'd made and us commenting, but only hearing half the conversation. And in traditional doc fashion he goes online and promotes it and talks about it and is all excited about it before he even tests it before he even figures out how to edit a video mm -hmm. no 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 you no you can edit on the fly but the recording part uh, should have been done oh, before and we'll it do didn't. it yeah, well we'll do it yeah. post yeah, <laughs> yeah. you could have just done your voiceover and it would have been perfectly fine <laughs> but the jokes the jokes wouldn't have been there though because a lot of that was in the moment stuff there was a PTR, like you said, it's interesting. And other than that, um, I found out one of my friends is now in a TV show. So we were like, yeah, that's cool. Yay for you. Wait, one of your friends is in a TV show? Yeah, she's, I guess, doing like a, a game show thing. She's a, she's a hairstylist in L.A. Oh, cool. Re really, really awesome hairstylist. Awesome. And uh, she was couldn't tell anybody anything because of NDA. And right. uh, over the weekend, she's like, hey, let's all get together. And we went to their house. We had barbecue. And... She showed us the first two episodes of the show she was on. And it's a, like a fun reality show where, you know, contestants come in and waiting like cash cab, and, but they're getting haircuts. It's an odd little odd little twist. But uh, she's fucking awesome. Cash cabs for haircuts. Wait, that's exactly so what it is. Confused. Yeah. I, I won't go into too much information. It's really divulging from what we're talking about. But um, it's an interesting show. I think it's on like True TV or something like that. It's called like Hair Jacked. Uh, I'll promote that. We promote a lot of stuff on here. But uh, she's yeah. just an awesome person in general, so I'm glad that she got something cool happen. And I did something else that I can't talk about for uh, NDA reasons, uh, but that was a lot of fun too. But uh, as for this week in Strange Tales, PTR went up. up. Why did you bring it up? I brought up nothing. What are you talking about? I did something else that I can't talk about. Move to God to the next topic. Yeah. PTR came up. I, I, don't, I don't have to hey, answer Krug. you. Hey, Krug, what'd you do this weekend? Moving on to PTR. <laughs> so yeah, PTR actually came out on Saturday, um, late Saturday, or was it late Saturday that I was able to finally get on? No, it was, was Friday. It Friday, sorry, Friday. Yeah, it was like not long after that, my computer decided to crap out for the weekend. Um, PTR went up with the defile stuff, and so Indigo and I went out there, and I'm gonna go for your reactions first, since we spent about what two and a half to three hours going through it. Yeah, I had actually had hopped on. Like, I was actually really looking forward to PTR. Uh, and so I actually downloaded it and hopped in there and kind of just, like, explored and did some just, like, visual Ilium stuff, walked around. And then I went over to uh, the new area, and I walked around the new area before Doc got on there. 
And then I then I turned around and I was a host and ran around and go, no, 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 you gotta go over here. No, 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 now you gotta go over this area. And oh look at this. What about this? And and so I, I was running around showing Doc a whole bunch of stuff. Uh I personally uh loved it. And it looked and felt like what the game should have been at release. And and you can take that as a positive or you can take that as a negative, but it it looks refined. It looks significantly more attractive. Um, things are a lot more user friendly. Maybe is the good word, but basically, basically, it's not. It's it doesn't look half assed, as weird as that sounds. Uh, and it looks fucking good. And I had a lot of fun. And then uh, I actually watched all of the the videos and stuff like that, all of the cutscenes, while Doc skipped them for the uh, the the video that we were It'll filming. Never happen. And uh, my, I mean, I you could probably pull the uh, the audio of me going, oh my god, oh my god, like my my girlfriend had to get up, walk into the uh, walk to my room and close the door on me because I was so fucking loud, because I was so excited and was seeing such cool things that I was just like, oh my god, oh my, and then oh the, and the oh, like it was really cool. So uh, from so here that on, was my impression. So from here on, we're going into spoiler territory. If you don't want spoilers. For the file drop, you're gonna have to skip ahead a few minutes. I don't well, even know I mean, how I'm long. Not, well, I, if, I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna give any. And I'm, I'm like, that's literally all I'm gonna say about like what had happened. I mean, we can talk about missions and stuff like that, and like break like breakdowns. But I don't think that's that's necessarily spoilers. No, but you know I mean, like, I mean? Like, but I meant so like uh, might, what, what to expect in the content. Some people want to go in there fresh faced. We sure. might give spoilers. If you're adverse to spoilers, please don't listen yeah here's your warning three two one so i said spoilers and yet we still cut out something because somebody couldn't handle the truth okay i straight up guessed like the last part of the story for the new zone just guessed it i haven't seen it yet yeah guess and you were right and so i said it i said the the thing that i just pulled that right out of my butt and Adrian and Jacob were like, uh-huh. oh, fuck. That's all right. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> it's not like it's not the first time. Yeah, we've all said our names before on the podcast. We just right. try to well, go. It's not a big we, deal. We but anyway, good- but, as, okay. but as for actual content stuff, um, I was a lot more surprised than I anticipated. Uh, J- I was really surprised that Indigo was like, oh. And I, I was expecting to be like, okay, it's it's like it, it's like the new zones in Northern Waste. I'm okay with this. to be happy. I'm like, this is actually really fun. And in fact... I will say this. We were there for maybe about three hours or so almost. And we didn't experience yeah. an actual bug through normal playing. Not a single one. Um, it's it's a much darker tone in the in the color palettes. It's it's pretty serious when the well you can tell the story's evolving uh, as you as you go in. Um the challenges are fucking fun. Oh, oh yeah. my oh. god. Okay, and this two of my favorite challenges are in this in this drop. Oh my god, the challenges, all of them were fucking amazing. Like, the first thing, the first challenge is, hey, uh, this is Sonic, and you have to go through these, like, rings that randomly show up, and if you go through them, you get a speed boost, and you basically turn into Sonic going through golden rings. It's like, and it gets you to, like, yeah, it, it moves you from, like, the end of the previous zone to the start of the new zone, and it's this nice little, like, teleport, like, fun little like uh challenge so much fun yeah and, and if it's not sonic it's a very good version of superman 64 
<laughs> and the Random one that reference. the one that threw me for a loop was the actual math one. So we did get a challenge or a quest, and we had to actually do math. But it was simple stuff like substitution of oh, letters to numbers. Oh, this oh. one was like, no, motherfucker, you got to remember your order of operations, and you have to remember what exponents are and powers and and uh, it fuck, was what's legitimately. The it was legitimately annoying so much that Doc and I were like, F this. And we like pulled up a second on the other monitor and just typed in what was on the screen for the math equation. But I was still and having so much fun doing it. No, no. Screw you. Screw you, Krug. It was five exclamation point asterisks, open parentheses, two uh, um, carrot two close parentheses. So the what exponent the is an actual is mathematical answer? term, but you're actually doing in like, you're actually, they're actually typing out like powers of and parentheses order of order operations. When I first saw it, I'm like, is this like the last quest where you're just simply substituting N for five? Like, no, 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 no. Literally, it's like two to the fourth power times like three to the three to the eighth, and then it's but but you're it's in a parentheses to so be done first by like this. I and wish like, we Holy had Blaz on right now, because he'd just take whatever whatever Indigo just said and say, like, oh yeah, sixteen, dude. <laughs> so it, totally it threw me for a loop and even then the it, general presentation of this uh, of of defile drop is and and uh it's 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 better yeah hands down did either of you guys play secret world no what is that okay it's another mmo so secret world had this thing in it where you let le- to legitimately like like there were like computers and stuff like that that you could hack into and to get into them, you legitimately had to use a web browser to do some of the things in game. That's kind of cool. So you actually, that's pretty you actually cool. had, yeah, you had to exit the game to research something, and they had fake websites built around the game that you would actually have to search and go through and read and stuff like that to be able to access certain parts and gain certain things in, in the game. It was really cool, a really awesome idea. It even had an in-game web browser if you wanted to use it, but it was a little slow, so I just like alt tabbed out and used the use the other one. Uh, that's what it felt like, like doing the math equation. I, I I was like, oh fuck, like I wanted to know the answer, and it was funny because um, on the PTR it's a it's a PVE uh, realm, so we're standing there and there's a medic. Uh, um, what was he? A Granok? Yeah, Granok medic. We were we, yeah. we were kind of trying to help. Yeah, and so we were like, all, we were all in the same quest area because as soon as you enter the quest, you actually enter like this weird, like green hazy world. And the the medic was sitting there, and it sucks because add-ons don't work. But he just sat there and was like typing to us, and we're like, "Sorry, bro, can't help you out. Like, I have no idea what the fuck the answer." But you could tell he was just frustrated and like annoyed because he didn't know what the fuck to do. And even the path quests aren't fucking around. Cause I, I accidentally did a a scientist quest on. Because I was like, oh, shit, it's a scientist quest. It literally killed me. And it was the same yeah, thing. I had to actually right. solve this thing on, on a timer. And I'm like, oh, you know, if I don't solve it, it'll give me, like, another shot. And, uh, no, two seconds later, I'm like, wait, what? Why is everything blue? And he goes, dude, did you die? Did someone gank you? I'm like, no. The fucking quest killed me. Yeah. <laughs> wait, that's good, though. Because the I path really, quest killed me. It legitimately really, killed me. I really hated that those things never had any consequences. Like, it, I, I as a scientist, you go and scan stuff, and if you, like, scan something and then you stand in the wrong spot, it does, like, four damage to you, and you're like, oh, no, I could do this literally all day and not die. I really wanted all of the quests, yeah, all this of one, the scientist quests, to do more damage to you if you didn't do something right. This one, it's around the spiders, actually. There's a spider area, so if you're a spider phobe, oh, well, too bad. 
Um, but for, if you're a scientist, that's a legit like get ready to add your repair bills to that quest to that path quest mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. haven't done it. Yeah, and they were tough questions. It wasn't like it was, it was lore it was, questions too. Yeah, it was lore questions. You were reading them that's out good. and you were getting them right. And then uh, at the the last one, he got it wrong with the like prepare to die, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Doc's character just goes, ah! falls over. See, that's good though like, because oh, that's the straight oh. up. That's what the scientist is meant to be—the yeah. more path. And so, if you're, I, it's totally awesome if you get punished for not knowing the lore. Like that's it was it was nice, hundred <laughs> percent okay in my. Opinion. So there are a few interesting things. You know, the map got a little bit of a cleanup. So the mini map, it's easier to see things now. The rune changes were in effect. But we couldn't really test them. There's a lot of players on the PTR when we were on. There were visual rune changes. There were visual, but the rerolls were available too. But we couldn't test it. Yes, this is true as well. So it's just a little quality of life changes, um, like the changing telegraph colors window effect as well. And I didn't realize how much I liked it until I saw it. And I kind of just want to keep playing in PTR until it goes live, but I kind of want to go yeah. back into playing live too. Uh, there is a few things that I'm surprised at. The large amount of 20-man quests. Yeah, we, holy we were, fuck. We were maybe a third of the way through the content, and we picked up, what, like five of them? Yeah. Yeah, it felt like every other quest line was a 20-plus player uh, like quest. And it was like, well... Fuck, like, can't do it on PTR, like, what the fuck? Yeah, and that's what we're saying, is, like, that's going to be fun for, like, the first month that it's out, and then no one's going to be in the zone. So, how is that going to help anyone? Yeah. First three months, maybe? Maybe, yeah. But the one big daily quest they do have, I have no problem running. Oh, yeah, the daily quest that they have. The daily quest is you're actually helping Drusera. I didn't didn't read into the lore yet because I wanted to experience it live. But everything in Defile Drop is made to get you ready for the gold medal run veteran dungeons and raids. They're not super yeah. fucking hard, but they will punish you. You can get through. We just do it a lot of it fairly easy. We maybe only died once or twice, but we kind of knew what we were doing too. Uh, at least we were comfortable with our classes to not have too much of a trouble with it. And even without a healer, we were like, okay, cool. Stalker, Spellslinger. We put out so much DPS, it didn't matter. Uh, yeah. But the mechanics... The varied mechanics on that daily and in general in Defile were so nice and refreshing that uh, yeah. I what was like, huh? explain why they were nice and refreshing. They they were they were stuff I saw in dungeons. They weren't as severe, oh. but right. I ha- I had to actually interrupt. Uh, they were much more they were much more active than say going into like the the rock yeah. quest for for Badlands or something. So they felt more involved. Like they the were, mechanics felt they were more much more involved, and the daily yeah, it, quest it itself. Was... I was going to say, it's a lot more than go kill these guys, go kill these guys, go, go catch this. Like, yeah. that's what, like, the bad, that's what Badlands feels like to me is like, go over here, kill this group of people. Now go over here and kill these spiders. Now move over here and kill the dread. Okay. Now kill the rock people. Like, that's what yeah, Badlands yeah, yeah. feels like. I totally, Badlands kind of feels like to me, uh, it's just an excuse for world PvP. Badlands yeah. is just like a place to go and like here do these things they're all super easy but exiles are going to be trying to kill you so yeah. good luck but yeah. you do interact with the exiles you do mix factions real early on in defile so yeah. don't get too comfortable on a pvp zone but the actual daily quest it is worth it awesome. yeah like the the daily quests are you have to do six separate um, actions. I don't. I can't even remember what each one is, but there are six different actions that you have to do at each one of these areas. You have to pay attention. Each, 
Yeah, each one of them has their own telegraphs, has their own little things. So, like, one of them, I think he had to burn, like, tumors off the grounds and kill these other things. This other one, you had to bring crystals to the center area. And, like, there was a whole... The best telegraphs in the game I've seen outside of raids. I haven't had a chance to go into raids yet. That one right there, I think it was, like, the Focus of Error or Focus of Earth or something. We sat there for a bit and just watched the telegraphs because they were so cool-looking. There were, yeah, it looked like a. That's uh, weird. A, what is that? A stethoscope? No, not a stethoscope. A kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope. It was like a kaleidoscope. It was <laughs> really cool. <laughs> it looked like Shut a up. And that shit will kill you, too. Like, it's not well, fucking a around. A stethoscope and a, a kaleidoscope. <laughs> like a colonoscopy? <laughs> anyway. That's Stop that's the colonoscopy. <laughs> that was most of what we saw in, in PTR. I I can't wait to go back in there. I want to make a video of our little exploits in there. But well, and we we like like you said we played like two three hours and and only um, only cleared like a small portion of the map. Yeah. Like we we made it to the next like we made it past the first quest hub and traveled to the second one and there was a bunch of quests there and we we're like. Uh, do we want to ruin it for ourselves and do these or do we want to wait until live? Which is really always the pain in the ass part about PTR because like, as a user, we want people to go through PTR and play all this so that it can be tested and information can be given to Carbine to turn around and, and, and make fixes. At the same time, we're like, well, I don't gain any rewards by playing PTR other than making the game better. So it's like, oh, my stalker's not gaining anything by playing in this area. So but I that... want to keep playing. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> yeah. But speaking of that, you know, um, the Defile Rep vendors got an item makeover, and it, but even then, it was like, it's just stuff like, hey, you get an ability point for getting your rep high enough. So that's nice to know. Like you're still expanding in your repertoire, and it's a couple of interesting stuff um, with the weapons, like support on support power on certain weapons or something it's it's kind of odd unfortunately itemization is not in effect in this drop and the rep rewards if you have pretty good gear like raid gear or pretty good crafted quality gear at least on the ptr i don't think it was a good enough upgrade uh, it might be good for off specking stuff if you haven't gotten it yet but um this it looks me. cool though it looks I cool yeah. i i'm well my my guy, my my stalker that was on the on there, it was it was wearing old gear, was wearing like PvP gear, and so like running around and collecting stuff. I I was getting improvements from my PvP stuff because we're doing PvE stuff. Yeah. Um. So there were improvements. It it does it, at least the first part of it kind of had a bug feel to it, like the the colors and like the the helmet and stuff like that. Uh, I, again, agree. I don't see a huge increase in gear. Um, but you know, something I learned this last week about crafted gear, uh, crafted gear is only good for tanks or healers. There's no actual, um, high level DPS crafted gear. I I don't know why that doesn't exist, but there are no schematics. Yeah. For all, for all crafting weapons, Mm -hmm. cloth, um, uh, leather and heavy armor. There are no schematics for dps and i it's the craziest thing i didn't understand it but yeah so along with that has been a bunch of other bug fixes that we didn't honestly know until we read the notes stuff like uh there's actually a rent mount vendor now that was cool i really like that it's 10 silver and you could rent a uh, amount starting at level six i believe so like 15 uh, 
Yeah, and it it lasts for twenty four hours, I believe. Yeah, and yeah. ten silver for a mount. Uh, that's fucking smart. Like, ah, genius. Algarok, uh, Celestian, Deridu, and Elevar. They'll be available there. Um, there's more stylists and more hubs. There are more um, engraving stations for rune crafting. So they're actually going to make sure the rune stuff, the leveling up rune stuff, is is more readily available. So they keep going back to Thade and Ilium. There are more mailboxes around nearby, so it's a lot of a lot of quality of life stuff. Quest money reward have been increased. Junk item has been increased in, in sell value. And group and raid creatures will drop higher quality loot. The taxi has Woo-hoo. new VO, which we already knew about that. The cooldown for which I love. Yeah, they were pretty fun. Some of them are pretty fun. Some of them I, I literally groaned at. But um, it's kind of grown on me. Last time I said I wasn't really down. I kind of like it now. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell Indigo. So there's a whole bunch of them <laughs> in the mystery of the Genesis, Genesis Prime that we'll put up there. A lot of it we've already talked about here and there. And a lot of them are just little fixes that, you know, I guess you won't notice until you actually read it. Like, oh, yeah, huh, that guess that changed. Um, but on top of that, the actual update notes came out for live. And the one big thing that we didn't talk about, but a lot of other people did. Uh, and it's because it's for rating, and we don't really have a lot of raid experience, but the Pristine Genesis key is now live and drops from Omna. Now, for those of you who don't know what the Pristine Genesis key does, it yes. is a, a, I believe, a one-time use item. And it yes. will allow Very you yes. to complete all of your attunement all the way up to Datascape. Yep. So what? basically, basically, it lets you skip the first part of attunement, like the first... 12 and steps. not and not just first part the first 12 steps the first 12 steps and genetic archives right so and you're ready to go at datascape right then and there yeah and there are Wait, two so camps. how do i do this <laughs> so you have to you have to actually attune a character and beat the last boss of genetic, uh, archives. genetic archives and then it has a chance of dropping a key that lets you skip a character all the way up until the end of genetic archives, so it can start Datascape. So there are two camps to this. Oh, some people gotcha. say, "All right." Some people are saying, "Oh yeah, this is great because you can skip alts through for people who don't want to like deal with GA and they have gear and they have whatever already, and they can just breeze on through and do Datascape, and it'll be great for them." And there are some people who are like, "Hold on, fellas, this item is uh, tradable. This item is sellable. This item can be posted on the auction house. This item can go." anywhere you want it to go. So this is basically a way of getting anyone through attunement, whether they're ready or not. So potentially this could turn into a thing that kind of devalues a character who's attuned and kind of moves the uh, guilds to evaluating people based off of another metric. And they can pick whatever metric they're going to pick, whether that's gear score or whether that's how much plat you have. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to pick. But if this devalues attunement as an indicator of somebody's talent, it's going to be really unfortunate. It has the potential to be really unfortunate. Now, like I said, guilds. none of us have had a chance to get into raves as hard, raids as hard as we try. We have gotten into raves. Raves are fun. But raid uh, <laughs> But we and also... you don't like the voiceover from the taxi and you're this brony <laughs> of a fucking jokester? Oh, God. But He's we... the one who said raid. But we do have some opinion because this can affect players like us who are probably yes. itching but can't get into it. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about this item? Uh, so I, I didn't realize at first when I when I heard it, I thought it was just like there's a specific boss that you could kill and you could do that. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. 
but then after you told me it was the boss of someone that's already been attuned, then I was back on board because I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But uh, sorry, I'm going to go back because <laughs> my personal opinion is if you defeat the boss as uh, on one of yours, I think you should automatically have all of your alts be able to skip all of your attunement. That's my personal camp stance is that if you beat one of the bosses, then you should be able to skip through all of all of your attunement. So the pristine not, genesis not, key is not a big deal to you, at least in your mindset. Well, but hold well, on, no, no, remember, no. you can give the key to other players. Exactly. That's the issue I have, which I don't understand. Uh, that sounds like a just like an oversight. They're just like, oh, we're just going to make an item. And then they're like, I, 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 I think that that's not going to make it to live. I think it, it is it, live. It does These have, are live notes. Oh, these are live notes. Yeah, that's that the was live update. These are update notes. These are no. Ancient. Sorry, I switched over. Oh. I said it too, but here we are mm. live. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna say that while they were talking about it, they very specifically went over the fact that you can give it to other people. That wasn't overlooked. That was an intentional. That's thing. a grimace. Yeah, Indigo is making a funny face. He looks like a pumpkin. It's not a good face. It's it's a sad face. It is a sad face. I don't... It's a funny sad face. You obviously don't, don't feel uh, very strongly about it, do you? I mean, not no, very I, good about it. You feel very strongly about it, but not very good about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. I, I mean, that just sounds like uh, that. Just to me, it sounds like there's going to be gold farmers and people that are going to just get a shit ton of plat and just drop it on a, a on a key. Yeah, yeah. But what yeah. do you think, Krug? Um, I'm I'm kind of leaning more towards not liking it. Honestly, uh, I'm I'm. <sighs> Depending on how rare it is, depending on how the community reacts to it, and it's whether supposed or not to be pretty rare, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, and... it's worse than trigger fingers. <laughs> <laughs> for those are of you we, that didn't know, are we far enough away from that change that we're like cool for knowing that now? Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Or is that like still two years down the line where we're gonna make a trigger fingers? Will we still be here two years down the like, line to have a trigger finger audience? Wait. Trigger, yes, don't be a pessimist dick. We're going to be here for <laughs> 17 years doing this podcast. It's going to be awesome. Oh, my God. All going to quit our Back jobs. in my day. Make a living off of this. Trigger fingers. It <laughs> drops so rarely. It was day, like people the key. people out of parties to get trigger fingers. Uh, oh, <laughs> back in, my back in uh, vanilla uh, <laughs> Wildstar. <laughs> back in drop three, motherfuckers. That's how old school we are. Anyway, you were saying. Oh, I totally, I'm going to start over because I totally lost my train of thought. Um, so depending on how the community reacts to the key existing, whether they use it for alts or whether they use it to make money, make a profit, depending on how much it ends up costing in the auction house, uh, because if it costs like 300 plat, I don't think that a casual player that isn't ready to raid is going to be able to make 300 plat like at all, ever. Uh, but if it costs like 10 plat, I, I don't know. It really depends on how available it is. And if it's available enough to people that aren't ready to raid to make the attunement process a useless metric for judging someone's skill, I'm really worried about it. But if it's not available enough for players that don't actually have the talent that it takes to raid so that it doesn't devalue attunement as a raiding system for players' talent, I'm not worried about it at all. I just want attunement to stay in place as something that only people that are ready to raid can complete, okay. if that makes any sense. So my opinion uh, is much more okay with it than you guys. 
I don't mind it because I think I mentioned this on the well, the All Star Community stream with Baz and everybody else and Jazzy and Evan Guru and well, it obviously speed. wasn't All Stars because I wasn't there. It was most. Uh, stars. I represented uh, you. Uh, anyway, <laughs> go um, on. Sorry, everyone. I I don't think they took it to the count, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they did. But my thought is, I think those guilds are gonna guard that key like it's the yeah. fucking holy grail. And if they do give it out, they're gonna have some way of of the filtering through who wants it. And if they do decide to put it on the auction house, this actually only spells something good for the game in a few ways. A player can easily buy their way to gain that key easily. You know, you just buy your cred, whatever. Um, but if they're not ready for attunement, guilds are going to know real fast. And if the guild decides, I don't care if you're, if you say you're ready for data escape, if you're not ready, we're not going to run you. And maybe, and right now, maybe some guilds will be okay with that. You know, take them in anyway because they're they need people to fill the roster. But that person's not going to last long. Either they're going to get frustrated, or the sure. guilds going to get frustrated, and then that's it. They're going to get booted. Well, and see, you know that's... what? That benefits the game because hey, he spent the money on cred for the plat. Uh, we all get to have more time played because the money's sent to the game. The guild got Wait, some on, money on, back on, for repairs uh, and everything. Spent, uh, the cred on the plat. <laughs> He's. I think you meant to say he spent the money on he the plat. He spent the money to get the plat. There you go. Uh, see, that's the thing I'm worried about, though. I think if if you – depending on how available it is, I don't know how how available it is. So this is just spec- – Yeah. But this, is a, but this is a choice, though. I don't think guilds are going to actually if – it's if, it's if it's available enough so that, like, out of a given recruitment pool of 40 people, like, half of them used the key to get attuned and then 10 of those aren't ready – and they accept all 40 of those people, and that means that 10 out of – a quarter of their raid isn't ready to raid, it's going to be super frustrating. And I know those numbers aren't accurate. I just did that for easy these math. Are all, yeah, these are all like Depending on how many people, those aren't real numbers. They're just easy for math. But my point is if there's any given group of people in a pool of recruits that isn't ready to raid – and it's large enough to frustrate guilds, they're going to throw that metric away. They're not going to care who's attuned and who's not. They're going to pick something else. And it could be whatever they pick could be dangerous, like gear score. Uh, and I haven't played other MMOs, so I don't know what the, the toxicity is. But the only thing I've ever heard about gear score is that it creates toxicity in the community. And I'm really afraid of that, and, and that's, that's where I am. See I, see, I don't think the gear score is going to affect this as much. It will. But uh, I believe they're going to have people like if someone says, "Oh, I got the key and I'm ready to go," they're going to be like, "Can you, can you, can you stay alive?" And I bet like one of the examples would be like, "Okay, fine, you're going to take, we're going to take you through Sword, Sword Maiden and Vet, and we have to at least Silver, or something like that." I think the guilds are going to be smart enough to got to figure something out to test these people, like what can they do, or maybe take the first two bosses in GA. Can you at least clear, help clear the first two bosses in GA without constantly wiping us? Yeah, I really hope so. And yeah. honestly, like, we had Freya on. <laughs> how Sorry. It, I really hope so. And, uh, I mean, we had Freya on a couple weeks ago, and uh, he talked about what his recruitment was like, and he requires, like, a video or, or something or uh, uh, logs, like, that track your progress in a given instance to show that you can actually contribute to a group. Yeah. Which so, is, uh, I think that's great. I love that. Yeah, because and that's with the like, key coming hey, in, I think that's objectively more... proved to me that you have skill, and that's that's what we need. But uh, your yeah. score, I don't, if it goes there, I'm, I'm sad. On yeah, that yeah. It, some people will definitely go there, because they'll think that's the only metric they can, they can actually measure it in. 
But um, I think and hopefully Enigma, those guilds go down the green. <laughs> well, drain. yeah. Hopefully those guilds get integrated in the, into other guilds with more accurate ways of testing right. the player skill. Agreed. Yeah. Super agreed. So that's what's going on there. And uh, you know, if uh, I guess uh, there was a post in the forums today, or <laughs> yeah, today as of the what twenty eighth, twenty seventh of October, Zayad says, "Hello, fellow medics." For weeks, this topic grip in my mind. How do we tolerate be a bad example for a healthy lifestyle? I say no to back hurts and problems. We need to balance our loads. We need to become a good example. And he shows off how mecha medics are really kind of... The hell's up with the one shoulder pad? I, I never really understood that. I never really understood armor choices in general. <laughs> I mean, I mean we t- we've talked before about the sexy armor thing and how Uh it doesn't make any sense and like the skimpy little like short short booty shorts or whatever that's on that are on some female character costumes (sighs) i don't understand that and for the same reason i don't understand this i want two shoulder pads shoot i want three shoulder pads i want a shoulder pad on my chest and i want a shoulder pad (laughs) on my knees i want a shoulder pad on each of my toes i want as much armor as possible now the the skimpy clothing part for men and female that i thought had to be in the context you know for for some games i think it's totally acceptable for a game like lost art it could be anything you want, so I guess it can be the, the context of what you're doing, whatever. But if you're already halfway to being a goddamn Gundam, don't give him one shoulder pad. Come on. You look like a... I mean, granted, you, they do run real close into WoW linebacker territory with the two-shoulder pad model. But, uh... I like the two-shoulder pad thing. I just... The, the reason why I grabbed this off the forums today is because I thought it was hilariously put together. It wasn't just like, hey, this looks ugly, but it was like, on both sides <laughs> and we should we should have you know ergonomic chairs like it, it was just <laughs> the way it was written just was 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 hilarious to me and i was like oh we have to talk it's, it's freaking hilarious yeah we'll post the uh link in the show notes and you can go lull at it with us and, the, and decide it, what you like better the one shoulder pad or the two shoulder pads and and the guy literally j- girl i i don't remember literally just uh like like photoshopped one shoulder pad and just copied it and turned it around and put it on the other shoulder it wasn't like anything legitimate it was just like yep this is what it looked like with two shoulder pads we should do that (laughs) i think i'm gonna go in and photoshop like shoulder pads everywhere and be like this is what i want you know what but (laughs) i'd rather still have the mecha shoulder pads instead of the kaiser wilhelm stripper shoulder pads that (laughs) so you mean pointy nipples yeah that's already a marked improvement (laughs) this all having been said i really wish since the medic is like technology class i really wish that they're they look like a walking triage center with this that's fine armor was more representative of that and it used more like like shield components like energy shield components instead of just like really thick metal this is just super thick metal that you're not gonna be able to get through especially when you wear medium armor yeah and then it makes sense for the engineer to have heavy armor because it's heavy like okay lots of metal fine go ahead but i want the matter to be different i like my class to be different yeah, no, but that's, I, not the, that's not the only set that Megs get, so it's just what yeah, 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 for the humans. That's, that's true. That's true. So let's move on from that. Cause that was just kind of a little harder thing, and we'll get to, uh, to one more lore thing, one more community thing, and then we'll dive into the two big discussions of the week. Uh, yep. So Lord Mageddon Part Two came out with the Granok and Chua, and basically we got more, we got to understand a little more of the lives of these characters if you don't pay attention to in-game lore, and even though you, you might not have known. 
Like, to be honest, the Grandock are almost as long-lived as the Makari. I mean, if... And you can actually have a, a Grandock model with, like, half its skull busted out, and it's still able to function. And they kind of tell you why. They tell you, like, why some of them even have uh, leafy-colored uh, hair and mustaches, and they tell you, you know, what's the terminology and how they react to the other, to the other races. Some of it you kind of get through playing. Some of it you don't. It's a nice, It's nice flavor stuff, and it gives you... Something grounded to look at when you think about your character, even if you're not a big lore person. So, I I did not uh, go through the lore stuff in-game, as uh, Krug regularly points out. But I definitely did read through the Chula stuff. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I was looking to see where the females were, uh, but I did not see that. Um, yeah, it said, it said that Chua do have two genders, but... Only they can tell which is which, basically. Yeah, they're so similar to each other that outsiders, unless they understand the person, and even, I think it says something like, even the Chua themselves can choose to take on any preconceived gender they want to. They could be a, a biologically female-looking Chua, but have a personality of what others might con- consider a male Chua. So all transgender individuals should look to the Chua. I, oh, man, wow. I'm gonna you know, just... to be honest, they're kind of the most... They, they don't give a crap about about gender roles and sex no. in, in in the Chua culture from what it sounds like. They're all well, about it, advancement and pushing. You know, my, it, my favorite I, part was they uh, some there are many theories. They replicate through budding or spores or lay eggs. One theory posits Chua females give birth to litters of ten or twelve offspring, but they don't nurse their young, and then they all kill each other or something like that. Like it was really funny. I just imagine like little Chua death matches. <laughs> For like babies, just imagine a bunch of like baby hamsters, oh God, like barely any fur, stabbing each other with full knives. No, I, I actually see. think that the gender kind of like change ups between the races are actually really cool. Like the fact that the Chua's they are both male and female. The fact that in with the Oran society that females are actually taller than male. Uh, all of that kind of like gender change kind of thing, I think, is really really cool. And the fact that the male Orans have like way more hair colored choices not choices but like colorfulness you know i thought it was really cool it, it kind of it kind of showcases like it, it definitely tells you that these are these are worlds and peoples that aren't like earthlings and it, it's yeah. a nice little change of pace where you would go into a space realm and it's just like here's space human one and here's space human two here's space human type three like no these guys are our mechanical constructs these guys uh, you know, they're this and that, and then you have the Chua, which are probably, I think, the most, like, gender and physically interesting race that I've seen in a while for an MMO. And some games. Yeah. It's yeah, progressive. I... And they'll progressively kill you with science. <laughs> for science! For science, you die! You're both better at that impression. You're just disgustingly bad at that impression. Just horrible. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Your turn. I... Um... Squeak for science. See, I'm so much better than you guys. Squeaker, squeak, squeak. Squeak, squeak for science. Yeah. <laughs> Go science. Well, you know, if I didn't know what your day job was, I'd tell you to stick to that <laughs> too. Whoa. <laughs> oh. Oh, uh, uh, coming from the guy who got me my job. Hmm. Yeah. Who, who, who fucked that one up? Hmm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> those are really cool. Check out. Go check that out. And before we get into the big meat and potatoes of this week because we are definitely getting into them, there are some more community stuff happening. This is the week of Halloween, the last days, the 31st and the 1st. There's some stuff going on. For EU side, you have Revenge of Malgrave Trail. 
they are literally on Jabbit. So it's the open world PvP escort event. So what the basic is happening is, hey, we're going to recreate the Malgrave Trail in open world PvP. It's not all. Everyone has to walk. Just like the Malgrave Trail. Yeah, that's going to be really, either really super fun because everyone's going to participate, or really super annoying because everyone's going to troll. Oh, they're totally anticipating this being like, e like devilishly slow paced for a bit. I, yeah. I really hope it. I really hope that the people that are like, I really hope everyone's dedicated to making it what the people who are planning it have in mind because it sounds really awesome. But it's the internet. I don't think people are gonna follow the rules. Yeah, but here the at, at least there'll be like maybe. two people who don't follow the rules, and then everyone else will be like, well, they're not following the rules. Why do I have to follow the rules? But That's not but, fair. but at the everyone best, will just start breaking the rules. But at the best part, you still have a lot of community coming out to try out the stuff. But for the details, it's happening in Malgrave. At 2 p.m. GMT on Saturday, November 1st, you start at Shiny Sand Oasis and you finish at Area 77. They will tell they are there. They don't have the escorts yet for Dominion Exile, but if you're a Dominion person, contact Niliana Bloodbound or Rectic Alpha. Unfortunately, they don't have an, an Exile side right now, so you know you have a few days when you hear this podcast. Give them a heads up on the forum. Say you know I'll help with setting up on the the, the Exile side. Yeah, and you should contact one of the Dominion players that's setting it up just so you can get an idea of how they're organizing it and uh, kind of go from there. Um, and then, you know, they'll probably incorporate you into their thread and, and make it all happy. Yeah. And you know what? Since we are not getting Halloween, Entity is going to bring holiday holidays to you. <laughs> yeah. Entity is doing the Headless Showdown, and it's going to be pretty awesome. Um, just looking at it, X Inferno and Silent Council are going to bring you, essentially, Headless Showdown. What's going to happen? Literally from 4 p.m. EST, Eastern Standard Time, to, God, all freaking night, essentially. I mean, all the official stuff ends at around 10.45 EST, but who knows? It's Warplotapalooza. So if you haven't tried Warplots yet, here's your chance. They, It's going to be so much fun. Um, it looks like, I really hope, I, I mean, I'm, I'm busy that night, but I would totally freak it down. <laughs> it, it, you have a costume contest going on that night. You have war plots going on all night. You have races going on all night. There are plat prizes. And there's a grand prize for the costume contest. If you win the costume contest, you'll get a housing plot designed by Silent Council housing officers. Um, designed by Honeybee. So, and they even have a link showing you, you know, examples of what she's doing or he's doing. And uh, if you want to get in on that. And hey, if you want to be even super late night, they tell you there's an after party with live music and streams. They're going to stream it on Twitch. And they ask, you, they ask you really to do two things. Download Mumble and install the visitor mod. On top of that, if you want to find out who to talk to, talk to X Inferno and Silent Council. They're on Entity. Most people are Dominion. Uh, they're looking for an Exile Guild that wants to help out as well. So, you know, get all the information out for that. So if you were itching for a holiday, Halloween holiday extravaganza thing, this is probably going to be as good. So, so everyone that can, come on out. Point of clarification. Uh, contact X Inferno and Silent Council. Those are the two guild names. There are specific uh, players in each of those guilds that you should con contact. Wow, I'm uh, stuttering a little bit. Uh, for the Dominion, they're Bagwick, Digga, Bellamite, Corrigan, and Audio Style. And for Exile, they're Snill, Inferno, 
Legos, Greenleaf, and Mr. Joe Steen. I'm not going to spell all those, but we'll post uh, a link in the show notes to this cool little infographic that they have that has all this information listed and the prizes are listed and all the events are listed. It's great. Uh, and also, huge props to these two guilds because this seems like a really well-organized event and uh, I'm really excited to see... Uh, and freaking war plots. And freaking war plots. One of the things it says... Uh, in the in the infographic is you know the stuff carbine promised us we've got war plots we've got mazes we've got a costume contest like yeah we did it we don't even need carbine punk like just like yeah we're better than carbine we can develop a game in a game so there you go what's going on this week for the week of october 27th to the week of november 1st revenge of the malgrave trail on eu and the holiday headless showdown on entity and check them in the show notes yep and, uh, you know, uh, we did a lot of fun stuff, but now we're getting into a part where opinions are going to happen and probably very strong opinions. If you disagree yes. with us, you're welcome to talk to us on Wait, our... we haven't had opinions yet. No. <laughs> well, these will have opinions that I'm pretty sure we're going to have detractors for and people that agree with us. With these opinions, we'd love to hear your polite, even if they're disagreeing, and thought-out opinions. We'll try to be as thought-out as we can be with these two. Yep. Tell us on our, our chat... Or, I mean, our, uh, our, our Twitter, chat. our Twitter, <laughs> Twitter chats, tell us in the Reddit post and a few other things. And let's get into the one that's not tangentially related to us, but it is kind of Twitch has a new rule, new TOS. And one yes. of the, one of the mentions is, uh, Hey guys and gals, no more naughty bits on camera. <laughs> no, no, not even that. No more half dressed naughty bits. So you can't, you can't go like Naughty bits is like nipples and stuff like that. Well, no, no, no. Can't even wear pasties. Can't wear scantily clad clothing. You can't just wear a a blanket to cover the naughty bits. No, no, no. You have to be fully dressed. Yeah. No shoes, no say, shirt, no no uh twitch. No service. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I hate and you so much. They say quote oh, yeah, They you. say they say quote, nerds are sexy and you're all magnificent, beautiful creatures. But let's try and keep this oh. about the games, shall we? Wearing no clothes or sexually suggestive clothing including lingerie, swimsuits, pasties, and undergarments, is prohibited, as well as any full nude torsos, which apply to both male and female broadcasters. You may have a great six-pack, but it's better shared on the beach during a 2v2 volleyball tournament, blasting, playing with the boys. (laughs) Or danger zone! So here's the thing. Twitch is basically taking the, we're not going to target one group for whatever reason. We're just flat out saying, please, guys, just in general, don't do this. There, we have a wide range of viewers, and not everyone's going to like that. And we do know that some men and women have taken advantage of their bodies for whatever reason. To it, 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 from there, Game you get into streamers. from there you get into like muddy territory. Some people will agree with this; people don't. I mean, the Twitch Red has already gone off on it. So have all the websites reporting it. And um, I, I mean, personally, I'm okay with the new rule. I know there are men who were streaming naked. Or at least half naked. And there are women who were definitely doing stuff that was suggestive to increase their subs that I felt took away from the games. Now, you can be an incredibly good-looking man and woman and still stream and get your stuff and still get your viewers. And you, But I really wish the content was there more. I want to see more of the games you're playing than whatever stunt you're pulling to get more stuff. And to be honest, I think the rule isn't to hurt those streamers. It's to protect them from the gigantic fucking cunts that just plague their chats. Whoa, Whoa buddy. 
to me, to me, I think this rule is meant to help more than hinder because you can be you can be any kind of streamer you want to be, but harassment's never okay. And those men and women were getting straight up harassment in some way, shape, or form. And moderators can only go so far, and the streamers themselves. So Twitch is taking is taking a step up and saying, you know what? Instead of keep continually banning people, we're just gonna stop the practice of this of people that are taking advantage of their bodies and using it in an empowering way for them but also a side effect is far less harassment so this is where doc and i uh, uh see this very differently i see it as a very uh corporate standpoint where it's uh it's literally there to protect them in the sense that um if someone on twitch were to do a nude show or whatever and gain tips that way uh, they are opening themselves up into a tremendous lawsuit and providing pornography for uh, you know underage people because it doesn't require an age uh, you know click you don't have to agree to being 18 and older or 21 in some states you don't have to actually have a username to go on there and, and watch streams it also could interfere with their uh, sponsorships in which they have you know you don't you know you have one game that's that someone's playing and in the middle of it, if you don't have a username or if you don't have a, like a super account or whatever it is, they do show ads and stuff like that. Well, if you know, call of duty is showing their ads and then there's some dude after that, that isn't that it, that's sitting there shirtless and fingering his belly button. I, I, I don't, I don't think that's going to <laughs> look kindly wow. to the advertisers. I think it's purely a corporate standpoint. I don't really think that because this is the thing is, uh, male and female uh, users are going to get harassment no matter what because uh, the internet's a horrible, horrible, dirty place, and I love it. Uh, so I think it's going to happen no matter what. I just think it's there to protect themselves from getting a huge, huge lawsuit against them. So you both made awesome points, and I don't see either of you being wrong except for the fact that you both are ignoring each other's points. I think they did it for the users. I think they did it for the streamers. And I think they did it for themselves. Yeah. I really don't see personally a downside to this because Twitch is there for a reason. There are other sites where you can go to be titillated. Uh, yeah. Krug, what are some of them? Well, some of them are <laughs> and, and donkey.com. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there are other sites where you can go to get the kind of thing. If I am, uh, if I'm on Twitch, I want to see good gaming content, and not that I'm saying that the people that may or may not have participated in things like this don't ha- can't produce good gaming content, but by excluding these things from from the rules, right? By excluding these things from what's allowed, you're ensuring that if somebody you're more accurately ensuring that if somebody has a lot of subscribers, they're putting out good content. That if somebody has a lot of subscribers, they didn't get that by, you know, being sexy. So I don't see a downside. I really don't. If 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 you're really upset about this for the reason that you you think it's going to reduce the quality of Twitch, then you're on Twitch for the wrong reasons. If you're upset about this because you think it's like a freedom of speech violation, go on like – hundreds of thousands of other websites that limit their 
what you can expose the same way. They're, they're, they, they, I can't even count the number. Now, a lot of people do say, you know, this is a mor- you can't censor morality or you can't do this and then. What if girls want to or what if guys want to? Like, look, my thought is uh, a female gamer and they're streaming, they're more looking to wear whatever the hell they want. They're in their comfort of their own home. I'm just now watching them do what they do best. If that's not them. I'm I'm giving shit about. I personally am going to be glad that it's going to be the men and women who have these personas up that really put the stereotypical mark on gaming or you know put the marks on the stereotypical gamer guys and girls. Like some of them have the tee I'm just a dumb girl who has, says inappropriate things and has giant cleavage. You could have giant cleavage. You're that's just how you're made, but you are blatantly doing it to get money from men and women. And your well, content's not that good. You're essentially trolling your 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 community and you're trolling the game you're playing, making it hard for the people that are playing the game with you to enjoy it, and you're no pun intended making them hard as well, the people that are watching you. But there's no substance to it. There are well, plenty and- of good, and this is actually targeting the female part of it. There are plenty of great female streamers that I've seen, just just going through, and they'll do like fun pranks on people, or they'll do fun little giveaways. That's awesome, and they don't have to show off so much skin on purpose. It's just there. There's a few of them that I'm gonna be glad are not gonna be around because it increases the quality of just streamer in general. And I I, I picked on the women on that part. But there are also a few men that also do this too. And for them, I'm going to be glad they're gone too. And honestly, all subjectivity aside, whether you're talking about somebody who has a bubbly persona and kind of like plays off that like <laughs> kind of thing, I don't care about that. I don't care about any of that. You can you can pick whatever character you want to pursue in your content. Don't care. If that's what somebody else likes, then, then by all means, go watch that stream. The thing that I don't, really agree with it are the people who blatantly abuse it like there was i think i remember one stream so you know how normally you're watching a stream and the game content is the screen and then there's a tiny side screen that shows the person and their reactions and blah 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 yeah there's one that was inversed where the person was the main focus of the screen and the content in the bottom was just uh the thumbnail of the game kind of thing and like you could watch them play but it's like this tiny screen and it like to me that's over the line that's just like, no, 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 no. The focus is the game. And I'm not saying the focus is the game because, like, you're not attractive or the focus is the game because of any reason other than this is the website there you go to for gaming streams, not for people, faces, and body streams with a little bit of gaming in the corner. Yeah, those sites already exist. That's, those sites. that's backwards. We It needs to focus in the, onto the Hell. game. You could bring a Twitch-style stream to other sites, and you'd be a novelty and probably get just as much views. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Who it's, knows? It's, it's an interesting change of TOS. This is the main focus point people were talking about, and it does affect us. Uh, just we wanted to bring it up because, you know, everything affects us as a community. And, uh, you know, stuff like 60 people get laid off a carbine. And that's it for the week, guys. Have a good night. Whoa, buddy. We need to backtrack and uh, have a quick chat about that. Yeah. So... Yeah. If you First haven't, of all, if you I, haven't I, heard this, I want to I want to say uh, we're we're now going to talk about things that happen in real life uh, to real people that have like families and stuff like that. And everything aside, uh, I really wish, I really hope that all of those people uh, find happy, uh, fruitful employment at anywhere else, and that uh, everything is is good in their lives. Yeah. 
all of game stuff aside, that is what is paramount on my mind right now. Yeah. Um, so with that having been said, Doc, take it away. So uh, NCSoft has started a restructuring of key operations, and their first target was NCSoft West. They decided that they're going to um, move away from some of their current games and move into the mobile and tablet markets. Focus on the mobile. They want to focus on them. So that meant cuts around NC Southwest. Uh, You know, Aeon got hit, Wildstar got hit, Lineage got hit, and Guild Wars got hit, but not in a way that was obvious. Uh, They actually kind of preempted it. Carbine kind of got, from what it seems like, the just blunt edge of that bat, and about 60 people were laid off. Around 60 people. Could have been more, could have been less, but it's not an exact number. Yeah, I think this number was generated by reporters and not it wasn't in carbine or i'm sorry it wasn't an ncsoft statement yeah so although i will point out that ncsoft did say and i quote we will continue to focus on our core development capabilities and the intellectual properties parentheses wild start aeon lineage guild wars uh so they did specifically say that they're going to keep focusing on wild star and they did say that this wasn't just you know uh, an upper level senior people that are gone it's just kind of all across the board and we know a few of them have kind of said through twitter that hey you know i guess i'm looking for a new job now i know non is longer here neither is bitwise one of our pvp leads is gone too our senior world art director is gone as well it was just a lot of important people yeah it was rough and um i i we were talking about on the subreddit and i like my words were I wrote my words wrong, and I got rightfully thrashed for it. Hold on. What did you say? So I got angry at NCSoft. I, I don't. I honestly think this whole thing is NCSoft's fault. I don't like what NCSoft is doing. To me, it feels like you're going from a market that is saturated. Let's not, let's not mistake ourselves. The MMO market is saturated, and there's a lot of games out there. But moving to the mobile and tablet market, which are not even well-regulated, on top of being super saturated for a potential payoff, and you're going to cut all these people there to possibly get a piece of that pie instead of rebranding them, restructuring them, removing them, and like you know, switching them around. What the fuck? So instead of using your resources, you're cutting, you're cutting it, and and trying to hope to find something. Yeah. There. And so what I said was, you know, I found it odd that that ArenaNet didn't get hit, at least in this supposed cut. But the way I had written it made it sound like, well, they should have lost people too. And people read it like that, and they thrashed me for it. And, I, and because of the way I read it, I'm not going to go, you know, reset my words and say, oh, I'm sorry, guys. No, I said it wrong. Uh, I, you know, but this is actually what the case is. My, my, I'm not upset that NCSoft didn't lose people. I don't want anybody to lose their jobs. That's what I'm saying is NCSoft could have easily maneuvered people around. And then those that aren't going to move well, around, uh, you know, the only option is, you know, I'm sorry, but we're going to let you go. But even then, their reasoning for it, their move that they want to make, I think is such a bigger gamble. Especially after saying, yeah, we're going to be behind, you know, our, our games and especially our new one coming out. And then to say, you know, not even six months into the game's uh, release to go, hey, guys, uh, you got a team of like 300. We're going to cut that by like a fifth. Well, and not only, to go further on your point about uh, moving people around, uh, ArenaNet's actually hiring. Yeah. So instead of saying, OK, we're, we're going to pull from the group of people that we're cutting and possibly put them in a position over at ArenaNet, they just went, nope, cut, done. Now, now, if you if you want to go ahead and apply for this position, you can come and apply for it. But I think that probably put a, a nasty taste in most of their mouths uh, from 
NCSoft, and uh, I mean, I'm sure there some of them will uh, apply to ArtNet, but or sorry, not ArtNet, ArenaNet, but I'm pretty sure that probably got yeah, some a lot of them of have well, moved and, on already. Some of them are still looking for, and luckily right. the 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 development community has gathered around them. Once they found out, you know, Blizzard said, "Hey guys, some of you guys come on over here." And I know like uh, EA, I think said something as well, and ArenaNet put something out as well. So everyone was like, "This is this." came out of the blue so fast that it kind of hit the MMO market like, like like a shot to the gut. And my anger is truly with NCSoft. And they they say they're going to always put the support behind stuff. And then the moment it doesn't perform as well as they should, they they got the crap out of it. City Heroes got it. Uh, Aeon now hit it. Uh, the only one that hasn't hit it is you know Guild Wars and Guild Wars 2. And, but they're they're the cash cow. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to have the staff reductions there because they are performing as well as they should. So it, basically what you're saying is you're angry at NCSoft for making, from what you're describing, a good business decision. It is. But, and, I, okay, I think it's, I, I a, I think point it's out a too risky of a business we, decision. Well, okay. I want to point out a couple of things before we keep going. First of all, I don't know how up to date this uh, web pages, but the Carbine Studios job listings, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. Uh, postings there, but those positions have been uh, how, been up for a while. I don't know. Maybe they're still hiring them. I l- like I said, don't know how up to date they are. So, Carbine could still be hiring as well. Maybe they cut positions that were making too much money. Maybe they cut positions that they don't think they need anymore after launch. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe they just had to cut people in order to meet a certain reduction in uh, not funding budget is the word I'm looking for. So I first of all, we don't know why they cut the people they cut or why they cut 60 people. It's the I'm always the person that says this and I'm sure it's getting super old for everyone. I know it's getting old for Indigo because he hears it all the time at work, but we don't have enough information about this. Uh, we we don't know enough. And and as for them not cutting for um Arena Net for Guild Wars, uh th- if Guild Wars is performing admirably, it makes sense not to cut for them. If Carbine and and the other studios for the other games that NCSoft publishes, if, if those are not performing admirably, it makes sense. It doesn't necessarily make sense to cut there because then it's just going to perform worse potentially. But if they need those resources in order to pursue their new business direction – May as well take it from something that you don't have faith in if they don't have faith in it. Now, as for the tablet game and mobile gaming thing, I personally don't see why a studio like this wants to pursue that as its new business direction. Uh, I mean, I guess it's potentially a lot of quick money. Like if they just publish app after app after app and they get people – they have like a following – and people that buy those games, then potentially they can make a lot of money. But but they're from, late to the party by they, several years. Yeah, and that's that's I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. And if they think that they can put out the quality that's required in that market now to get actually, I mean, look at freaking not Angry Birds with Flappy Birds. Flappy Birds was so simple. Like I, the hardest part of that game was figuring out how high each press of the screen should make your bird go up yes like, but that game was also free but there there are other but that bigger... has nothing to do with it it was popular is the point and it didn't take nearly as much work as an mmo not even close true 
I don't know how much money that game could have potentially made if it wasn't free, if it was 99 cents or if it was $1.99, but it, it, I think it probably was a lot. That Actually, game ha- that, that, that guy made quite a bit of money. Yeah, <laughs> off, of, off of just advertisements, yeah. off of a free game. Like but here's that's... the thing. you, you ha- We have bigger companies going into the mobile market more and more. Uh, Sega and and Square Enix and whatnot. But look at the games they've been putting out. Yeah, you have a smaller team to, to do it. And even you're doing straight up ports. But it's been questionable quality on a lot of them. And a lot of them are very blatant cash grabs, which kind of alienate their market and alienate their core fans first to attempt to get newer fans. And the new fans go, well, I can just go play this and it's cheaper and I can go with my money there instead. It's not, it's not just them competing against the quality of, of, of the games in the market. But that's it's happening the quantity. in the MMO market. That's happening in the MMO market right now. That is true. But, but... How often? I, I, I don't think there is like three podcasts in a row where I do not say... The longer you wait to produce content and the longer you wait to to create something and give people reason to play your game is the more time that you're giving your opponents and other uh, other companies the opportunity to get people to remove from and your content. And it doesn't help that it's, what they essentially have, did was cut I off have a leg. 500 apps on my phone and every single one of them are, is going to get ad revenue every single time of that. If I have 500 mmos on my computer uh there's no way in hell that i'm playing any one long enough to legitimately be giving them any sort of revenue i'll play one for a couple months i'll move over the other one and play that one for you their 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 business sense to move over to mobile as, as disgusting as i think it is and i don't agree with the fact that they're moving to that market because i think it's just it's a small market you know it's a massive market a ton of people, every single person has has a smartphone or uh, that has a phone is going to download games and apps and little stuff like that, and they're going to make tons of money, guaranteed. There's just no way that they can't as a studio, and that's great and all, but I really hate that they're going to push away from MMOs because it's a fun for me. And Yep, and that's the bottom line. That's why I'm yeah. upset too because it's fucking me hard. Like I don't want, but it's not I don't also want my game to lose us. developers. I don't want that. And yeah, that's why I'm upset. And I'm if, super if we, upset over it. If we it. lose and developers, I'm... content comes out slower. But even more, this was such well, a strike out of left field that. Well, this is the thing: is is that these people are still in in the industry. These people still. I mean, I'm sure that there's going to be a few that this this makes is it for them, them yeah. the industry. Yeah, that's and that's going to happen. But the the. Blizzard, you said Blizzard came and picked up a whole bunch of people. You said well, they EA stepped up to it. Yeah, everyone's been offering, so we'll see what happens. So this may have been something that's good for the environment, where it's less MMOs being produced in a mass quantity. So maybe we'll have higher quality for MMOs. I mean, they haven't dropped. They haven't dropped WildStar. That's good. Yes. I love that. That's uh, that's a good sign. Yes. Well, but and, and what happens if you don't have a team to keep up with content production? Well, okay, here's here's my and I that's a good point, but I thought about that. Um and and this is I I know I said it already, 100% speculation. So, Carbine reduced their uh content output by basically a third, right? Or some I don't know, a fraction. They're now outputting a fraction of the content that they were planning on outputting. I speculate that and and this this content restructuring the the way that they're releasing their content was perceived by the community as a response to the community 
and they're, oh, okay, we were screaming for a really long time about how they're outputting buggy content, blah, 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 and now they're listening to us and restructuring it so that they're going to make each con- each patch or each drop uh, as perfect as they can possibly make it, and so they're going to take longer to do it. I speculate that that wasn't the case and that it wasn't a response to the community, but instead they knew that this was going to be happening they knew that they were going to be losing people before the community did, before the public did, which makes total sense to me. I feel like their management would have known way far in advance because these aren't split-second decisions in a business. These are long-thought-out decisions most of the time. And th- they did that restructuring of content because of the expected loss of a lot of people and that they've planned for it. I don't think this is last minute from their perspective. I think they've taken time. I think the restructuring of their drop schedule is a result of this. And even though we saw the news backwards, but I I still think that Carbine saw the news the other way. I think Carbine saw we're going to be losing a large number of people. We need to restructure our drop content. And then they did. And then we learned that they're going to lose a bunch of people. That's what I think. My thoughts are... I'm fucking pissed at NCSoft, and I'm also Reddit can suck a dick sometimes <laughs> because they knew what I was saying. And if they're I'm like, no, you know what? Fuck too. you, buddy. But if, you know what? I'll, I'll take my lumps. So whatever. If, if I'm purely speaking emotionally, I'm also pissed at NCSoft, 100. percent So now that we know what's happened, now that we know that people are banding together to get these people there, like a new home, someplace that they can continue to be creative and continue to help out and create awesome content, no matter where it is. Where does that leave Wildstar? So I, I think it's kind of obvious. Um, what's going to happen is that everyone that left Carbine is going to go start working for Twitch and lobby to allow breasts and uh, genitals of all kinds yes! back on streams. <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. Men and boobies for everyone. You can quote me. That's 10-27-2014 at 10.38 p.m. Krug said boobies for all. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I <laughs> Honestly, I, I have no idea. So – I can't even – I don't know. I don't know so where to start the, speculating. What are the things Someone we else can, go. <laughs> what are the things we can actually assume is less people working on content, slower content comes out. There's yeah. not much else we can argue on that one. That one's going to be an obvious one. Yeah. That's not necessary. That's not necessarily true. Like yeah. I, 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 I think that as bad as this sounds and, and as bad as I disagree with this statement as it, 100% as a whole because I think you should – you should uh, be a, a leader by example and not by fear. Uh, that this may push the team to uh, push them harder, uh, not necessarily for the fact that they may lose their job, but because they're having to pick up slack, you know, and they're having to do stuff. I mean, Krug and I have been on site together, working together, where um, we lose a guy, whether it's sickness, uh, doesn't show up in general, or whatever. It's not like the 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 show that we're working on is, you know, bad. Uh, it's not like the show is going to stop because that person's sick. We have to just work harder to get it done on time. And I I mean, it's very possible, but that, that may still occur. We still may get quarterly content that the guys are just going to have to work, you know, 10 times harder. Yeah. Well, did, did we know how many people in Seesaw? No, I keep saying in Seesaw instead of carbine. Do we know how many people carbine had, Prior approximately three hundred. Approximately, people were saying somewhere in the vicinity of two forty to three hundred. Huh. So sixty people is a large chunk. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I hope 
And it's across everything, too. It's not I, just, like, one piece is hit. I pray that they have accounted for this already and that they know what they're going to do going forward and that they're not just scrambling with this new information. But in all likelihood, it's going to be difficult for them because you're right, that is a large chunk of people uh, given their their size pre-layoffs. Uh, um, I, I don't know. I, I wish them the best of luck. I mean, that's yeah. that's really all I can say. Both, I both the people at Carbine and the people who um, aren't yeah. anymore. Yeah, so, I mean, I know some people do listen to us and legitimately our hearts and concerns go out to those who are looking for jobs because it's not easy. I mean, we're not all back on our feet yet in this economy. Yeah, and that industry in particular, from what I understand, is extraordinarily difficult. Yeah, so legitimately you know i really hope all of them land up on their feet somewhere whether they continue to be in the industry or not sure. and i hope that carbine is able to bounce on this some people did say this is the beginning of the end it's going to be some people were even going a slippery slope to say this game's fucking done six months they're going to cut the cord like warhammer and we're gone some people are, are speculating this is going to be the, the the faster push to free to play all i know is blasphemy yeah i well I at this point I legitimately don't know, and my speculation is slower content coming out. I could be wrong. It could be they have to work harder to get the same content out. I, I just feel that content is definitely hit to the degree True. we don't know until we see. Well, and uh, I guess like we say with all of our speculation-based uh, little sections of our podcast, we'll see when it happens. Yeah. Why did you save this for last, not the Twitch thing? At least at the end, I could have talked about seeing boobs. You know? <laughs> do you do you realize that you did just talk about seeing boobs? You just did that right I now. I said boobs. Get that yeah, right. but he was hoping oh. to end it on a brighter note. Yeah. And <laughs> I thought this was more of something for the community to think about as well, and not just in a knee-jerk reaction. You know, once you get this information in your head, what do you think happens, and where do you stand in it? Do you know? Do you guys, as a community, do you stick with it? I know we're still in this. You know, you'll still hear strange tales next week. Definitely. You'll still hear strange tales the week after. Um, you know, if we decide, it's not going to be like. Well, I don't know. Air. We almost didn't have this week. <laughs> that was my. You know what? That was my lovely. That that was all thanks to Los Angeles Department of Water and Power. And well, the, it was a bunch of different stuff because I'm currently dog sitting at my mom's, so there was like we weren't going to be able to do yesterday and. And then you were having an anniversary, which I'm surprised you haven't mentioned on the podcast, by the way. Yeah, like, I had my one year anniversary horrible, with my girlfriend. What a horrible boyfriend are you that you're not even be like, no, I've been with my beautiful girlfriend for X amount of time. I love her. <laughs> no, didn't she doesn't do listen that. to the podcast, really. She's so? totally cool with it, and she likes the you podcast. You could just say, it, you could, well, how does she like it if she's never heard it? She's Ooh. heard enough. Boom. I, 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 she's heard enough uh, to be okay with me getting a new computer. yeah so doc had had that going on and then krug was on his vacation until like eight o'clock yesterday like i was legitimately like thinking we were gonna have to either postpone a day or do the show without one of us like that's where i was kind of at i was scared and luckily we all pull through yep yeah Yeah. so 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 what so all in all all of us except for krug (laughs) i was here i hate you so much so (laughs) so all in all boobies Movies, 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 ubies, just ubies for everyone. Some kind of ubie. 
Ubi. Just <laughs> some Ubis. kind of Ubi. Is that the gender, gender neutral term now? Like, the, yeah. Is that where Ubisoft got their name? <laughs> well, right now they're acting like a bunch of Ubis, so whatever. <laughs> that has oh, to be the God. title of this episode. Ubis. Ubis, some kind Ubis of for everyone. <laughs> oh, man. So, like I said, I, I put it last. So I want people to think about it. You know, where do they land in this, too? And yeah. like I said, you'll still hear us. And if anything changes, whether or not it does, you know, you'll you'll we'll let you guys know because we've been hearing a lot of fun stuff from you guys, good and bad, and uh, we do value people that listen and and talk to us and you know you guys are awesome. Mwah. That was me kissing you. That's not like our death that note to work. We're out of here. It's more like we're still gonna be here regardless. And I just why want do you even to have think to about say it. shit like that? Yeah, you weird. Damn it. Why do you? Why do you? <laughs> weird. You're just like yeah. We're, we're, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe how negative of a person you seem to be right now. You're super negative. Just oh, I'm right sorry. now? Just, just right now. <laughs> Dude, you what? <laughs> I'm a cynical, not negative. No, no, no. no. Super cynical. You're cynical. You're self-deprecating. You, like, <laughs> hate everything that you're involved with. Like, no. I, just, I do love I everything I'm involved with. I'm just more critical of when I'm in it. <laughs> That's Anyways. how things should happen. Anyway, PTR with a fucking blast. So you guys need to get yes. on that. Yes, and, and PTR. Oh my God, let's let's hope it lasts. Uh, yes, last. Get wow. that shit on live. Oh, yes. please. Oh, uh, no. oh. All as, right. As for that, I'm, I'm saying goodbye. I'm Indigo, and I'm saying goodbye because Krug and Doc are just negative <laughs> Nancys and aren't gonna end it on a high note. And since we said something I positive, didn't say I'm that. stopping it right now. I'm saying okay. You know what? As for this <laughs> week for Strange Tales from Outer Space, I have with us Indigo. Bye. And Krug. Bye. <laughs> no, you have to do the sing-songy jazz. Bye. 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 And I am Doc. Everyone have a good night. Ubi's for everyone. <laughs> <laughs>